Capcom has released a surprise mid-season patch for Street Fighter V. Who are the biggest winners, the biggest losers, and has Cammy been properly attended to? All on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hello, I had a whole bunch of notes and ideas and thoughts and stuff ready to go for this podcast episode, and we threw about 80% of those out the window because Capcom decided to roll out a whole new mid-season patch for Street Fighter V, which is a great thing. John, tell them what we were going to talk about. Yeah. this week on the podcast before yesterday's big news title of our show and i'm going to try to do this here with my hands but uh um, why capcom needs to release a minor balance patch update for street fighter 5 literally verbatim uh had hours worth of show notes written up we were ready to go and then late last night you and i are chilling you know we're doing some other stuff and capcom's like boom uh you guys want a balance patch that has cami in there here you freaking go and, well, uh, so, yeah. and so oh. we're, let's we're thankful this is good yes, exactly. this is awesome it could have been a day later because then we would have looked extra awesome say hey we need another balance patch and then hey do you guys have an insider information something like that but uh no we will absolutely take this and today we are going to dig into the biggest winners the biggest losers but there is part of the previous episode that i don't want to shy too far away from because i think it's completely relevant and it feeds into what we we're going to talk about anyway and that is uh the sore thumb that's been kind of sticking out especially here with the capcom pro tour we have to talk about her again guys because she won a whole nother capcom pro tour she is three for four and that is everybody's favorite killer b cammy she's in she's she's been an issue now she's been attended to and we're going to talk about that but before we get into it i think understanding uh, some of the specifics as to why she's as good as she is are important because then we can frame up what we would want to see changed and then we can look at the changes and go is this going to cause some effectual alteration in how she performs um so i'll kind of go through this fairly quickly because we've been talking about what's good in street fighter 5 what's good in the meta and cammy man she checks some boxes she's fast on her feet she's got great footsies uh she's got decent reach with things like crouching medium kick so she's scary in the footsies Mm -hmm. realm everyone and their mother knows oh by the way (laughs) Saying, Mother, uh, I, I went and met my mom uh, last week at Denny's for breakfast, and she got there a little bit before me. And when I got to the table, she was watching our podcast. So I wanted to give shout outs to my mom. Uh, Everyone and their mom. mother. <laughs> we, we everyone loves john's mom she like we always hear stories about her she's like she's really really awesome i can't wait to meet her in the future she's a so. very nice lady yeah so hey what's up mom if you watch this too uh, okay so no, anyways no, hold everyone. on um did you when you walked up to her did she say something like i can't believe that that she made a bunch of comments about you being ugly. Yes, yeah, so that's what you're No, 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 oh. no, 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 about oh. Cammy. She I didn't say that. Say, I was going to say a, you know, a word that I'm not allowed to say about females and stuff like that, but it's about Cammy, so I don't know if that's allowed or not. But regardless, you know, just like some expletive, you know, about females, like I can't believe that that you know, Cammy is is doing this and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, she like, had I, just I had a sailor that. mouth of oh. things to say about. We actually had to leave the Denny's and go to a nearby IHOP because of how uh, vulgar she was being about Cammy because she really feels the pain. Anyway. <laughs> so uh so anyway, What's up, mom? Um, also, so Cammy, uh, she's got 
incredibly good up close pressure she always has um and and so when she's up there she's already she's already very very scary her ability to get up in your face is really good because one she's amazing at footsies uh and she can she can play the game that we've talked about where you put up a wall for anyone trying to advance and then if you see people doing that your counter to it is to put up uh, harder hitting buttons at the appropriate ranges that's kind of like the scissors to that particular rock paper yeah. yes i know how to play games <laughs> <laughs> however it works and of course if you play a zoner like Monad or something like that again you can put up a, a defensive wall and keep her out pretty decently until mm -hmm. she does her cami stuff which until is right so so as everything sharpens everything not only is cami amazing on the ground and really quick and has got really good uh, uh, footsie tools and is really scary up in your face but at any point she can just decide to throw all that out the window and go to the air and and have crazy dive kick pressure with weird angles that that come down and she can cut things short and um, watching the CPT uh, infiltration who did very well got second place overall uh, ended up losing to NL in the, in the grand finals and actually was the only one that gave NL any losses as, as I understand it in the tournament at all but even infiltration playing ed who has uh, the easiest anti-airs in the game perhaps on par with a few other characters because they're single inputs and he's got two of them plus he's got an anti-air normal i think it's back medium punch don't quote me on it infiltration we all know how strong of a player he is NL was jumping with regular jumps forward and plenty of times infiltrations Ed was not ready to anti-air or chose not to anti-air simply because, hey, I'm not sure whether or not she's going to be cutting it short, if she's coming at this angle, that angle. So she has built-in mix-ups with her air approaches. And, mm -hmm. and like if you're a DP character, you're worried about whiffing a DP and eating an entire crush counter combo. So not only is she great on the ground, but she's also great there. And not only is she great in those both, both of those places, but having abilities in one causes your attention to be pulled in that direction and opens up the other one better. So Cammy, a really strong character and in the hands of an expert like NL, NL's not the best player in the world, but he might be on his way to being there with some of the stuff we saw just controlling from every range and just zipping around and it made it look like Cammy was even faster than she normally is. She is crazy, especially in the hands of an expert player and, uh, and, so we're seeing people put her on the top of tier lists in matter-of-fact ways, at least in the top three. As we've said before, having a character uh, so obviously being the best or one of the absolute best is not a good look for your game here in 2021. Yeah, we are not in 2020 anymore. 2021, where you can so often update. But I will eat those words right now because Capcom did it. And not yeah. only did they do it, they gave a lot of, of explanation as to what they were thinking when they were doing it. And this is exactly what we wanted to see from them. So alterations have been made. And uh, unless you had anything else that you wanted to say about Cammy's abilities beforehand, we can start jumping into her changes. Yeah, just a couple quick things. Uh, three of them in top eight, uh, five of them total in the result of the tournament. Uh, we got a mirror match in the winner semifinals with Gamer B and NL. Um, and then, of course, before uh, all this stuff happened, like we'd run a few, you know, Cami stories and people are just defending her up and down. And then the, the tournaments happened and everyone just kind of like sat there and went, you know, and it's just. <laughs> you know what this is? This is <laughs> me that? not going too ham, but I'm sprinkling a little bit of I told you so dust onto uh, those that were the naysayers and the whiners. 
about us yeah. whining. Oh, one other thing I wanted to point out is that Cammy can convert into meaningful damage and Oki, uh, basically into her spiral arrow, from light confirms, medium confirms, and heavy confirms. Not every character can do that kind of a thing. So if she catches you with jabs, it's going into a knockdown, which gives her Oki, and she's where she's arguably her strongest right up in your face if she hits you with mediums like most characters she can convert and then of course if she hits you with heavy she can convert but the fact that she can get that spiral arrow from so many different starters that's a big deal too because she's able to go into her uh <laughs> her best mode very quickly from a, a bunch of different angles so i, I wanted to throw that out there too we, we were running some cami mirrors and stuff before the patch happened and um it's just like her her post super mix-up like she gets her super really easy she built a lot of meter um and then you know her her super is really super easy to combo into um from anything and then right after her super she gets a great okazemi mix-up on you it just double dashes forward and it's like why did why does she need that i it's one of the things i want capcom to take care of it's one of the things i was going to talk about mm -hmm. uh, but they didn't address it but hey you know what um we we know that these patches like uh, maybe it's changed a little bit where they're more reactive from Capcom, but like even then to get approved on, you know, for the PlayStation network and steam and all that other kind of stuff, you've got to submit stuff somewhat like a little bit early to have it tested and all that kind of thing. Um, so we know that this patch has probably been in the works for a little while. Uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe a month, maybe a couple weeks. I don't know, something like that. It's, it's uh, in, in for modern times, that would actually be pretty fast because usually these patches were months in advance. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how they had to be. Uh, I think that, you know, they, with all the games doing updates now, I think they go a little faster, but still uh, this was not a reaction to the most recent tournament there. We were just talking about where NL won it. Um, Cause you know, that just happened this last week and this had clearly been planned for a little while mm -hmm. um and yeah i did have a, a few things now it wasn't so easy uh, so obvious as to say what you should change about cammy to regulate her without completely changing her identity or nerfing her into the ground right um, and i've always been a big uh, i've always hated her ability to have basically built-in mix-ups from the air that are just so much benefit and sometimes from doing like nothing um but it's like do you do you attend to that do you lessen her damage I think the lessening damage is like it's something, but I don't think that it's going to echo very far in, into the bigger picture and it's not going to change the way she plays at all. It would be more of something like she just has to hit you one more time, which again, that's mm -hmm. something, but it's it, it, that's not really getting at what I would like to see. One of the core changes that I was like, matter of fact, this should have been attended to a long time ago is what you were saying. She should not have Oki off of her three frame super that hits from like anywhere and can be comboed from like anything and is and is three frames. Like, come on, why does she have that they and they've and they've attended to that in later seasons where they kind of stopped giving characters follow-ups after a super lands but cammy still has it and even after this patch she still has it so not a fan there but um all right well, let, let's hit what changed now yeah now we, we we've set the stage here quite well uh, on the, the problems and and this is a minor balance patch i want to get out of, out of the way like i never expected this to be a huge overhaul of the character if they're going to do that which i don't think they're going to but it would happen you know at a brand new start of the season this is a minor balance patch probably the equivalent of a 0.5 uh which we probably need to get away from using because capcom doesn't use that terminology and now we we might be at the, the stage of time where we're seeing multiple 0.5 updates or half step patches or whatever you want to call them uh, along the way um, uh, but the first thing that Cammy lost was um, her EX Spiral Arrow uh, now uh, is not frame one projectile invincibility. Mm -hmm. uh, it no longer has that. And actually, uh, I tested this out quite a bit, and we'll be putting footage up here of, of showing a, a casing it, uh, against Rose. Um, but Cammy could basically stand at almost any range whatsoever, and on reaction, uh, it just 
EX spiral arrow through any kind of projectile whatsoever. And that's still possible to some degree. You can do it around reaction, but you have your window to do so is much tighter because previously this move had six frames of invincibility and now it has two frames of invincibility for fireballs. And so I was like, okay, yeah, you can do it, but a slower moving projectile or one that's already in your face, you're not getting through. As you can see, Rose is pelting Cami in the face right now with some of this stuff, right? Um, and it, it's actually a very significant change because now these matchups where Cami was 7-3 uh, on him because it was like, oh, you have a fireball? I don't care. You know, mm -hmm. kind of, that's pretty much what Cami was at before. Uh, if I have meter, I don't care. Uh, maybe even if I have meter, I don't care. It's Cami's kind of Cammy. the biggest. I don't. Yeah, it's. Um, but now you can dial back a lot of those matchups from a seven three to a six four. If we're talking about the best character in the game or one of them, dialing back a handful of matchups from a, a hardcore advantage to a, a minor one is a gigantic deal. Mm -hmm. And and right now, I'm thinking that Cammy's still a top ten character. It's really hard. Like I can't see that not ever kind of being the case here in Street Fighter V. She's always going to be really good. But, you know, there was a case that she was number one. I don't think that she's a number one character anymore based on this alone because you've got characters like Guile, Rose, Minot, uh, Poison, uh, or Poison doesn't have projectiles, but, you know, uh, Dalsum and other stuff. Um, those characters who have projectiles, Cammy has to respect them a good bit more now. Uh, doesn't mean she has to respect them entirely, but like her just complete free ways of getting around this like are no longer existent. Like she actually has to use her brain and use some skill to get around fireballs now. It's it's no longer oh was that a fireball oh you know do I have meter I do have meter okay let's get in and get some Oki started wait yeah let's do it bam and then hits you with it you know like she's got to be really looking for that and and that's one of the things too the more that you force a character to be precise the less space they're going to have like like well the more focus they're going to have to have on doing that one thing and therefore not as ready for to be doing all of the other things as well so i think of uh sagat especially as, as mm -hmm. sees this change and goes what a godsend you know yep. uh, but oh, even man. like the fact that <laughs> You have a character like Guile, and we all know how powerful Guile has been as a zoner uh, and as a rushdown character, but we won't go there. And you think like, well, Cammy has just this matter-of-fact way through one of Guile's strongest, most fundamental um, um, tools in his sonic boom. It's like that's that's scary, you know. And so, and and I like that she can she can have a move that goes through fireballs, absolutely. But maybe she has to use it with a little more precision, a little more spacing, and a little more tact. And I and I will say that when we were running Cami sets just before the patch hit yesterday, uh, I was playing against Dream King's Gill, and I was having a hard time uh, getting through. I think it was the ice balls, which are a little bit yeah. slower, and they're pretty big too. Like I was yeah. getting caught by almost all of those, uh, and it would end up being like a trade. Uh, but so now if like that's not happening almost at all she's got to really be precise with it and it's just like uh, what what dream king's gill is doing there is he's slow, he's throwing the slow version of the ice ball to catch the where the projectile invincibility would run out before mm -hmm. and and um and it's really smart because again if you play gill um, one, you're not playing a high tier character, and two, if you're any good with that character, you've put in some serious time with them to get very good. Mm -hmm. uh, and so th that's a, a very specific setup to catch Cami players, um, but even it's even better now. Uh, and so it was this was pretty good before, but now it's maybe just it's okay. Like mm -hmm. I think it's a viable option for it to help Cami deal with fireball throwers, but it's not a great one. So so it's not going to make or break her, but it's something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And, 
One of her other major changes was um, her EX dive kick now has four frames of more recovery on whiff for a total of 17 frames, which is definitely punishable on reaction. Yes. Um, you know, it's uh, getting around the 13 frame mark. Like, I mean, it's that's, you know, with, with Cammy's animation where she you know, comes down and stuff like that, it's still possible to do it. But that extra four frames, especially when we're talking about like medium and heavy buttons, which you kind of need that stuff for the ranges that Cammy's doing it at to kind of connect with anything worthwhile. Yeah, you're not going to be you know, right next to her, right? If yeah. She it's, it, if you're right next to her, she probably hit you with a dive kick right so it, it's those four extra frames we've seen are a big deal because I, I think like with Urian's handshake you know that the stand heavy punch and stuff like that they added stuff like four extra five extra frames that's a big deal we've seen and it just discourages people from spamming it out mindlessly right mm-hmm. and, and this is on and so I said EX dive kick this is actually on all the metered versions of, of Cammy's dive kick I had to do a triple take on here and and see if I was looking at this wrong because I could not believe it because Capcom actually nerfed Cammy's V-trigger dive kicks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? <laughs> did, did they lose their minds? And I mean, in a good way? Like, did you lose, <laughs> did you find your mind, I guess, right? Not lose it. You found your mind finally. Thank you. And it's like, those things are so stupid. When we were playing Cammy and it was just like, oh, I got V-trigger. Well, let me just throw these out here and hope something good happens. You know, and I mean, it was just, and, and, and it's like, okay, well, now if you whiff it, at least you have four more frames of recovery to actually do something against it. And it looks like her dive kicks are pretty consistent now where they're all 17 frames of recovery on whiff. So um, it's not like a Kuma where he whiffs a normal version or an EX and it's like night and day difference on the frame data, right? Um, Cammy's is universal. Uh, her dive kick, if you whiff with it, it's like 17 frames of recovery. You can get that timing, spacing, and everything down where Cammy has to be more precise. And this is actually a change that you specifically requested many years ago. And people can go back and check the tapes. You're like, I want Cammy's dive kick stuff to be more precise. And mm-hmm. we weren't sure exactly about how to get there. Shoutouts to Capcom. They really do a good job with some of this stuff. Um, and they're like, hey, the, the precision is don't freaking whiff. And if mm-hmm. you whiff with it, you're going to get blown up now. And I'm like, that, that that's pretty awesome. So, so some of her dive kicks are four more frames of recovery, right? But then I think the, the V trigger one is actually eight more frames of recovery. Is that right? Uh, I'd have to double check that. I'm and the one that now. comes yeah. out of the hooligan combo where, which, cause that's crazy too, because when she does that, especially full screen, it's really fast. And at any time she can go for the dive kick. And if you're like, I'm going to anti-air, that's when you're ended up whiffing. And then she gets a crush counter for your troubles. But she can also, if you just freeze, she can command grab you out of the air with where she does like the head scissors takeover sort of a thing, or she can sweep. So it's like so many, it's like a Jack of all trades, a Swiss army knife kind of a move. And so at least now, if you, if she does the, the stop short, She's going to have eight more frames of recovery, if I've read that right. Perfect. The other, got it perfect. Yeah. yeah. And the other one, uh, the, I think the most important thing about all of this, it's good that uh, that Kami players are going to have to be more precise with what they do. But at higher levels, this is not going to be as much of a thing because higher level players are not going to whiff their dive kicks as much. Now, you do have incentive as a as a as an opponent to Cammy to kind of maybe space yourself in certain ways where you can cause dive kicks to whiff more often. And maybe that's a more viable strategy now, which is nice that it kind of opens mm-hmm. up the yeah. playing field for us. But the biggest thing about this, as far as I can tell on paper, is that if she's going for uh, one of those just YOLO, I'm going to dive kick in, 
um, and, and get my pressure started on you for almost free. If you V shift the dive kick, that has eight more frames of recovery. And that uh, that V trigger dive kick, it used to be such that I don't think you could do much in the way of actually punishing with V shift, especially in a lot of, uh, depending on the spacing and such. Now you're gonna be able to punish that move if you V shift it. That's huge. That means that you can play a game where camis, you have an answer more than you ever have before to Cami just going up to the air and just doing it. Save a little V-shift, be ready for it. And she comes in with it, you V-shift and you punish the crap out of her. And like, what's gonna feel better? What's gonna feel more therapeutic, cathartic to be able to punish a Cami V-trigger dive kick, man? Like, thank you. That, as mm -hmm. far as I can tell, is I think the biggest change here. Yeah. And uh, also, like, one of the things I, Notorious was an option select that Cami players would do where they would do the uh, the V-trigger dive kick. And if you went to go air to air to, the, you know, to knock it out, which is one of the better ways of defending against it, they would land before you and they would recover so fast they would have time to anti-air you because, you know, she comes down so quickly. But now with ex extra eight frames, she might be able to get an mm -hmm. anti-air in there, but she might not. And I had so many Cami players option select me on that where it's like, okay, uh, you tried to go air to air on this. That's a bad idea, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just like you just would have to sit there and hold it so much before. And now it's like, again, we just got done running sets and it's like all of us are experienced players. We're all good. And it's like, okay, Cami's got a V trigger. Just sit there and hold it you know, like hold this mix up and, and it is just, it's ridiculous. Like you should have some options for defending it. And it looks like we got them now, you know, yeah. and I don't, I don't think it's going to be night and day difference, but like for some players, I guess it might feel that way, uh, especially if you've been holding cami mix ups for the last, you know, five years or so. Everybody and their mother, this is for you too, mom, go into training mode <laughs> and test out what your character can do. If they V shift a cami V trigger one dive kick and the other dive kicks as well, but that is going to probably be one of your best friends in that matchup and not only is that good in and of itself but if she loses that option to a certain amount like what else she has to it 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 less refines <laughs> it makes other options less effective and so i think this is a good start i don't know how how much this is going to resonate but i'm excited to see it i think there is obvious intention here to to attend to this character and hopefully she only wins like half of the remaining cpt events so that we can have a couple of different characters in there um oh one other change is that her ex spiral arrow is now throwable on its startup which seems mm -hmm. a little bit odd because you're like how often is that kind of a thing happening I think what that is, is is in tandem with the V-shift change that they noted, um, more generally speaking, right? It's just... Yeah, can we actually hold that for Zangief? Cause I let's hold that for Zangief. That. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think that um, uh, we got to hold Zangief because, man, it's... Uh, but let's get into it. All right, John, I, I know we wanted to hit this pretty darn hard. The patch is out. The biggest losers in Street Fighter V. These guys got hit the hardest here. Uh, we're going to kick it off with Yurian. Yurian. He now has... Four frames more are, are, are one of our most talked about characters in terms of we love to see him nerfed. Uh, four frames more recovery on his crouching medium kick when it whiffs. That is a big deal because you were seeing players like Tokido spam this in neutral all day long. I think like we just recently saw with uh, um, the Red Bull Kumite, uh, like the the, um, the casuals they were running you know beforehand over um, in, in Europe. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Tokido, I think I saw him like like with that move like six times in neutral against a high level player. Um, and not only does it have four frames more recovery, they've got a larger hurt box on that sucker. And that is my number one thing for Yurian right now. I'm so happy to see this change because maybe against lower level players is kind of a whatever thing, but against a high level Yurian who knows what he's doing, like Tokido, that was a pain in the butt, like to the point where Tokido's not even afraid against like, you know, high level players like all, all throughout Europe to like, he's not even afraid to just spam it. He's like, nah, I'll just do this because what are you going to do about it? You know, yep. and thank goodness. Thank you so much, Capcom, for this change. Absolutely. It's one of the strongest normals in the game. Um, and I and I, I think they've attended to it before. He used to have a couple of the strongest normals in the game and slowly but surely Capcom has been attending to him. But this was still kind of sticking out and they sort of treated it like they did a lot of the other uh, heavy moves in this most recent in the season five patch, uh, the initial one that happened back in the beginning of the year where they wanted to make it so you couldn't just fish with these farther reaching high priority normals. And while Urien's is only me, medium it's not quite a heavy it's still like he's a big lanky character so him going for a medium it's like his, his this the length of his leg is a significant thing here where it just goes farther than a lot of other characters matter of fact and it's still really fast and it's just it's so good or it, it was so good so now it's like it still does what it did but it doesn't have as much like free uh, i can just toss this out and not worry about any kind of risk and adding risk to strong moves moves is beautiful it's like maybe you know consider not taking away the the actual strength of the move but make it have more risks so that those of us who are dealing with it have a strategy can have like a fun interesting intriguing like approachable instead of a demoralizing like this is never going to work or it's going to work two out of ten times and it sucks and it's not even because they're they're really trying it's just they're just you spin me right round baby right round over and over and over again and eventually it works and then hey let's go into Aegis and let's uh, let's win a match you know and and that's not fun so what they did here again you see intent you see specific uh, um, like they want to take this game in a certain footsie based direction. And this move is one of those that can just, it, it works on offense, it works on defense and it works just tossing it out there. So not so much anymore. And um, I don't know if you've looked and seen what it looks like for this new hurt box, but you can react to like, like um, I saw an example in one of the videos I was watching where Ryu just sweeps it. Matter of fact, from from a decently mm. far range out, and it's like, yes, that's what I want. So yeah, use it. It's still a really good move. It still reaches really far. It does good damage. Uh, it leads into Aegis, all that stuff. But you can't just be whiffing it in front of me for free, especially with all those other benefits attached to it. And I really like that. Yeah, uh, no, my- I- my notes here for for Urian generally are less ungabunga and less dumb advantages and he can mm-hmm. still be played very powerfully with his standard approach but less bs is always nice yeah and uh, I mean, one of the other major changes was his EX tackle. It now pushes back less distance, which is mm-hmm. another character uh, has that same feature uh, nerf, which is pretty significant. Now, as before, it's a negative two, um, but this means uh, Urian players get to be a tad less yellow with this move because he's in throw range after he does this in most situations. It's pretty hard for him to space this now. Now, he can always go into V-Trigger 1, uh, but also, uh, as we were seeing um, for, like, Bison players and stuff, and, you know, cry me a river for Bison players, but regardless, uh, Bison can V-Reversal now, and it will actually uh, hit Urien out of his um, uh, V-Trigger 1, you know, uh, EX uh, shoulder mm-hmm. tackle into V-Trigger 1, it popped him out of it. It's like, oh, wow, so there's now an option for that. And again, it's, it's I've ran into this a little bit with, like, some of the Urien players I've ran across where it's like, 
they would just wake up with V-Trigger 1. And, you know, that was a change earlier in the year that they made where it's like, if that happens and you, you've got a frame one move out there and it hits Yuri and his reflector goes away, right? It's just not free. It's not an instant. It's not meant to cover 50 bases. It's, I used to talk to you about this in, you know, Street Fighter Five when it was first out there. It's like, moves should not be an 18-way option select. Right. Like, it shouldn't cover 18 options for you. Like, have it cover three or four or whatever or something like that. That's fine. Not this many. And it and so Capcom has really kind of addressed this stuff, especially with the the high end characters like Urian. And so I'm like I'm thrilled because I don't know if Urian like scrub Urian is like too much worse because like uh, but I do think that high level Urian players are definitely worse now. And uh Tokido being the Tokido is one of the, the cheapest and dirtiest players of all time in the FGC. And he admits it, too. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I only play the cheapest and dirtiest characters. Like, I won't play anyone else. Like, he flat out admits it. He plays Yuri uh, and Akuma right now with a little sprinkling of Balrog. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. So uh, anyway, I, I wonder if this is actually going to get him to go back to Akuma. Uh, because, you know, it's uh, I, I wonder if Akuma is clearly better now. Um, but, I mean, again, he loves his spammable cheap stuff. Like, that's what he goes for. And, um, and yeah, you can you can generally watch Tokido's footage to see what's wrong with your fighting game. There it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, something to share about this move, little little extra tip for you, just in case you weren't aware. A lot of, uh, I think most supers can actually interrupt the two hits of the EX tackle on block. It's like kind of the only thing that you can actually put in between. You can't get like a jab or anything like that. And I don't even think you can get a DP, but for some reason you can do a super in between if you're ready for it. Now I've known this and I'm still, I don't think I've ever done it in an actual match, but I think it's there. Um, so a little, little bonus, a uh, little bonus tidbit for you there, but yeah, this is nice. Um, it doesn't, it, it puts him in the appropriate risk after he's done it, where he's actually minus two and he's actually close enough for that to matter where he's not, you know, spaced out just perfectly. So when you go to take your turn, and he's actually hitting you with one of his other great normals or something like that uh, or going for a goofy headbutt which uh he can't do to counter throws anymore that's his other huge change I have it here no more stupid effing throw baits with light headbutt where it, we've all been there where urian just goes ham and does light headbutt after light headbutt when he's up close in your face and you're trying to throw him because that's the throw range and it's your you know especially a street fighter four <laughs> throw options select people man that was just one of the most demoralizing frustrating things to go through i don't know that it was necessarily nah it was bad it was stupid it was dumb and that's not there anymore so thank goodness thank you capcom that's a great change thank you for urian nerfs we will always give you the event hub seal of approval if you nerf urian that's what we're <laughs> saying so you're in a cameo but moving on here being facetious of course to some degree. But anyway, moving on, we've got Balrog nerfs, which I could not be more happy about because Balrog it has knocked me out of tournament every single time for the last 20 years. Um, <laughs> no, for the last, like, I think two or three years. Like, I always lose to Balrog. Um, and that's because mostly his rush punches. The characters that I play have trouble dealing with that, and that's something Capcom specifically has addressed now. Um because they give his medium and heavy rush punches like they made them both negative four, right? So universally negative four. Uh, I know a lot of Balrog players were happy about that, but like that made some of his matchups a little bit too good, a little bit too favorable because he was too easily able to space out a move that's negative four. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you can just take a move, again, I played Rose uh, in, in Street Fighter 4. That's a negative four drill that she had, but at least I had to freaking space that crap out really well, right? Balrog players did not have to have that much precise uh, spacing until now. Now they 
do. Uh, I went to training mode with this one, and it, it's pretty easy to to punish the medium and heavy rush punches now um, if the Balra player is not being very, very careful with them. So uh, this is one that specifically hits the scrubby Balra players. If you're mm -hmm. a, a pro in Balra player, like I don't think this is going to be a huge deal for you, right? But if you're scrubbing people out with this stuff, I think that this is such a huge quality of life change for Capcom. I could not be more thrilled about this change. It, it, I almost wanted to put it up as, as number one, but, you know, Cami and you're in. They, they take priority over this. But this is just like one of those, like, man, do you know how frustrating this move is to deal with? And Capcom finally said, yes, we do. <laughs> we dealt with it. So You know, so uh, Nikali got a further, uh, further reaching hitbox on his light DP, and that's mm -hmm. to further punish moves that like where he blocks them and there and that's I think it's a four frame DP. So mm -hmm. that would exactly apply to Balrog here. And so I took it into uh, training mode and, and put Balrog against uh, Nikali and had Nikali do a reversal light DP on uh, on block. And I tested the different ranges and you can absolutely still space Balrog's rush punches to be safe. Um, from these distances so it's not just like every time you rush punches if you have a four frame move you can do it um, unless and, you're Sakura yeah. well unless you're yeah that's probably because <laughs> Sakura true. can full screen punish you for with her four frame normal pretty yeah, much with her dulcim uh, leg yeah yeah it's pretty much what it seems like it's like it grows like like two extra feet whenever she does it but anyway yes <laughs> right so and and, and Nikali's buff is significant uh, in non v trigger if he does low forward i think from even max range he can confirm that into the light dp and it'll work with low forward so that's kind of nice but even that said that's just to give you an idea of how far it reaches um it still doesn't get balrog every time he's got to be re reasonably close so again yes this is only going to really affect the uh, the less precise players but it's good that it affects the less precise players balrog can't just be doing this stuff and get away with it for free you don't want that kind of thing going on in your game um, but yeah. i don't think that this is going to be a massive thing not not for the higher level players uh, but his other nerf is that he's one frame slower has one frame more recovery after his forward throw so instead of being was he uh was he minus one before now he's or was he like plus one before and now he's he's he basically has less oki whenever he does his forward throw. Like he's a, a frame worse on it. So if he wants to walk up in your face and hit buttons again, he's got to do it with uh, one frame more precision and spacing, um, which he can do. But it's it's a little harder for him basically to get oki in your face now. So okay, he used to be minus one. Now he's minus two, I believe. Hmm. Okay, good. And and uh, that'll I'm, be I'm not sure, but yeah, it sounds about I'm, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm so so something there people are talking about Balrog like he got hit really hard I don't think he got hit really hard um, the lower the ranks you're in okay. the harder he got hit but I don't think I got a, I got a rant huge. about this how many people freaking jump on Twitter right when their character gets nerfed and they say my character's obliterated they did it with Dalsim they did it with a bunch of other characters it's like cry me a freaking river go play a low tier character for a little while go play Vega for a few years and then come back to me and talk to me about this crap right it's like <laughs> I, I freaking stomached Vega for like two seasons and and my character was mid-tier and they nerfed him into the damn ground like get an actual freaking proper be crapped on properly before you complain about this stuff kind of thing is what i'm saying so phrasing i don't know but anyway <laughs> but john you were saying uh but yeah that's that's pretty much all i had to say about balrog he uh he shall not pass okay um honda the next one, uh, I, I don't have a ton for Honda here, just less combo potential in the corner. Um, there, there's more to it than that because I think what they did was they they uh, lessened the number of times that light hands hits and they made it so it can't in the corner combo 
Let's see, the combo was light headbutt into light hands into EX butt slam. And while that's like, that's fine and good by itself, but there are certain characters, and they, they said as much in the patch notes, certain characters just couldn't deal with light headbutt pressure. So once they were cornered by Honda, he would just light headbutt all day long. Eventually it hits, and then it goes into this big combo thing. So they're like, that's a little bit much. Now, the only way to do this again uh, is to have V skill 2 stocked so that the hands are a little bit empowered, and then you can do this combo but he can't just do it outright um when he's got you in the corner and good fair enough yeah it, it, I, i'm fine with this change but my big problem is it's like look like we're going to talk about him later on in the show but you buffed akuma you left honda you you nerfed honda in like it's not the biggest nerf on the planet i'm fine with it but like you give him nothing else like really this is what you do and, and like that's like i have him here in the losers like i'm I'm just very disappointed with capcom on some of their choices here it reminds me of phoenix Wright and ultimate marvel 3 people started to figure out tech with them and they're like no let's nerf him and it's like dude you just nerfed a low tier character what are you doing like i i get that some of the cheap stuff needs to be altered and i'm fine with that alter the cheap stuff but at least throw him a freaking bone here mm. you know like uh, give him a, a shark with a laser beam on his head to make up for i it. caught That's that too i was do. thinking you might have been doing a little dr evil good stuff um but anyway um yeah but um uh it's 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 disappointing to see this and that's a come it's when you have a character that's not great like Honda, and I get that, you know, he's on the more scrubby end of things, that's fine. Just, like, throw something else his way so that the players aren't just seeing a nerf when they wake up in the morning. I suppose, um, but I think a lot of people, I mean, so Honda players are going to maybe feel that way. Maybe not, though. Um, but I think a lot of others are like, Honda is one of the particularly frustrating characters to play against in his sort of, I mean, and that's sort of the nature of the beast. You kind of get over to like the likes of Blanca and characters like where, yeah, they're going to be a little bit on the frustrating side, just matter of factly. Um, and you also sort of want Honda at a certain place and maybe not above that place on the tier list, you know, maybe mm -hmm. mid, mid high. You don't want to too much higher than that with a character like Honda and you can get into some murky waters there. And then Akuma, of course, is like one of those characters that's obviously a fast pass right to the top of the tier charts every single time. It's okay that Akuma is one of, if not the best characters. So uh, I, I, I mean, I get it sort of. And, and the changes with Akuma, uh, as we'll get into, I think is more about just trying to get them to get people to play the less played V skill and trigger. Um, but and so I, I hear you there uh, and maybe something for Honda just kind of to save face. But this was really just attending to an, a frustrating aspect of the character, um, not so much his his overall ability. So I'm I'm pretty OK with it, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's just a, a good rule of thumb that if if you've got people who are a fan of a character, and that character is not that great, it's like, even if so, for example, like Falk for you're just throwing her out there. I know she got buffs and stuff like that, and that's what they should do. Like every single time, if you've got a character who's fairly low tier, like even if they're a little on the scrubby side, like if you're gonna nerf like something about them, if they're low tier, give them something else so that those players have a reason to keep playing that character. I think it's just good fundamental game design when you do that. Like if you're playing Akuma, you expect to be nerfed once every three years or something like that. That's that's normal. You expect to be high tier. Besides that, um, and if you play Rashid, you expect to be nerfed about once every five years. That's pretty much how it goes. Um, you don't you don't expect to be nerfed if if you're a low tier character but I guess it happens and they just kind of did it right so it's just it's kind of like a 
it's keeping goodwill in your players. It, it's it's basically saying like, hey, we know you play Honda, we know you play a low tier character. We're gonna give you something, even if it doesn't add up for a lot, because we realize that we're taking something else away. We should replace it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just like it. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way when they do that. Uh, but I get the reasoning. You're not wrong. It's just like I think it would be better PR for the player base who who you know consumes these games to like always like, hey, if you have a lower tier character, do something for them. So fair enough. Uh, All right, moving on here. Yeah, uh, we've got Zangief, and and this is a, a big one. Like, I, do you want to take the lead on this? Because I EXSPD yeah. loses to throws now, and a lot of people are talking about this as one of the most maybe unjustified nerfs that they're seeing because Zangief already perceived as a pretty weak character. He's got some really good stuff, but it's hard to get there. And, in you know, outside of players and the level of like Itabashi Zangief, it, it's like, it's it's rough you know like no one's really thinking like oh man i wish zangief got nerfed and then uh he could probably get a few buffs and everyone would be okay with it again one of those characters you don't want to have in your top 10 overall on the tier list he's a grappler that's gonna that that's a slippery slope but maybe throw him a freaking bone here as you might say right and instead they nerfed something about him now as you were getting at earlier this has a lot to do with the kind of um the general approach that they have to v shift with with this particular patch and um, it's it's a little bit uh, uh, weird to articulate but as I understand it with V shift in the mix now one of the best things to do on your opponent's wake up is to throw them because if they mm-hmm. V shift then if you've thrown a lot of characters have option selects that can go in to punish that V shift and then obviously if they you know don't tech the throw and they don't V shift they're going to get thrown yada yada um, but it's, it's a pretty strong move to use now if you're Zangief or a character that has uh, an invincible to throws type of move that they can use on their wake up if you go to throw Zangief because you're worried about him V shifting he can simply wake up with EXSBD and man that's like his favorite move to hit you with right because not only does it do a boatload of damage it also gives him um, um, Oki and puts him puts you into his blender which is where he's at his best right so huge swing there so I, I guess what Capcom was seeing was a lot more EXSBDs on wake up and it working too much so they're like well <laughs> let's nip that in the bud don't you dare think about being good Zangief zap no more. So now, if you throw him on his wake up and he tries to EXSBD, just like Abel back in Street Fighter 4, your throw will beat him. Yeah, I, I really, it's such an interesting choice to me. As, as you're very skeptically reading through this and we're trying to piece it together, it makes me think that there was some option select tech that we weren't familiar with that someone discovered that Capcom found it maybe themselves or they were watching footage of it and, you know, like it is Am's doing this and they're like, look, look at what he's getting away with here. And this might have been kind of a preemptive nerf. I remember mm-hmm. them actually doing this. Speaking of Marvel 3, they did this with Jill. Uh, there was some very good technology that she had in that game that no one found that Capcom nerfed before anyone found it. Um, so, and I remember them going on and on about it, like how big of a deal it was and it's just, no one was using it and there it was. So yeah, it, it's, he seems to be, I know that, that the Cami kind of has this change too, like with her EX spiral arrow, like, you know, I, but as you mentioned, no one was really using that. Like if you, if you happen to blow up a throw with doing that awesome, but like that wasn't really the intention. Right. And, and again, it just makes yeah. me think that. There, there's some weird tech that someone had in here and I, I, you know, it would be a pro player who found it and they were starting to, you know, run rampant with it. And Capcom's like, let's just put the kibosh on this right now. Let's just stop this right now because this is not working how we intend the game to work. Uh, we don't like option selects. Street Fighter V has really heavily gotten away from that. Thank 
goodness. Oh, I love not having a bunch of option, option selects. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game basically playing itself, you know, for you because you inputted a code. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> um, and um, the, the language that they use about this, uh, this is in the general bit of the patch notes. And they say, considering V-Shift's offensive and defensive capabilities, which that already kind of puts a, a little light bulb above your head. You're like, well, or a question mark rather, because you're like, offensive capabilities, what exactly are they getting at there? And, and you mentioned this yesterday when we saw this. It's like maybe Capcom knows a little bit more than than we do, something we yeah. don't there. But yeah. considering V-Shift's offensive and defensive capabilities, normal throws should have enough impact to reliably handle V-Shifts. So that's what Capcom wants out of this. And so uh, apparently these moves are beating normal throws too much, and uh, this is how we nip that in the bud. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, there it is. I mean, and so I, I don't know. I, I don't personally see this as a huge nerf for Zangief. Maybe I'm missing it. Uh, I know he's, he's really free on wake up as is, but he's got V shift as well. Like use that, you know, um, I don't know. So I'm not really seeing it. Um, uh, and Zangief is one of those characters that every single time there's a patch that comes out that they alter him at all, everyone cries on Twitter and says he's dead. And then all those same players are back in tournament using him and doing really well with him overall. I'm not saying Zangief is easy to play. I know you have to be super patient as a grappler. Uh, I respect the hell out of grappler players who put in the time and play the character at a high level. That is hard to do. That is not lost on me. But, I mean, I, I've seen Zang- the death of Zangief like 30 times over the years kind of thing pretty much every year right because i mean like 30 years of like street fighter 2 is, is what we're on right now right mm-hmm. um and like it, that's it's like every time they're like oh zangief is done and like every single time like the, those same awesome pro level players are up there doing stuff with them so it, uh, i mean i'll believe it when i see it when it comes to zangief i guess so. i just I maybe would have preferred to see what this actual effect on a wider scale was before we nerfed it but hey maybe maybe it was the most horrendous thing that was breaking the game who knows yeah all right, so next up we've got Abigail, uh, last loser here. He got hit pretty car- pretty hard, actually. One of my biggest complaints about compla- uh, playing against this guy was that his um, his hitboxes always seem so one-sided. Uh, and this is a character, I mean, I mainly played against him as Monot, and I don't have hurt boxes, or at least I, I, I didn't, but, you know, I'm over to Rose now, whatever. Uh, Monot actually got some hurt boxes. That was one of the patch notes. And... Um, should I, I guess I'll say this. I unfortunately had to rub this in of Velociraptor and um, Dream King's face this morning because I'm like, hey, they finally give Monot hurt boxes when I dropped her. <laughs> I'm like, Capcom loves me. What can I do? And of course, Capcom, please uh, don't don't take that as like any kind of like you guys are the best. Capcom delete rows. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, back to Abigail. Uh, even with uh, Monat's sphere, which I would freaking toss at him all the time, I was like, it wouldn't hit him where it should, and Capcom finally addressed that. Now, it's mainly his jumping attacks that got it, but also his standing medium punch and his crouching medium punch, which are two of his better normals mm-hmm. and are really a pain to deal with in terms of whip punishing and playing footsies, and now we know why, because the darn hurt boxes did not match up properly. And, and just messing around with this a little bit, I think it's a substantial nerf for this guy, because he was, again, he's not a great footsies character to begin with and now the fact that you are better able to play footsies against him and kind of keep him out that's very nice he also got a nerf for his v trigger too which is you know kind of a thing um and, and you know a few other odds and ends and stuff like that but mostly nerfs and the one buff that they gave him was being able to call his tire off of a bunch of attacks now uh the thing about his tire is it takes over a full second for him to actually you know say come out your tire and other stuff like that Mm -hmm. there's a huge opening for you to blow him the hell up um now there's going to be some more setups and stuff and we're already seeing him as like a combo ender for like okazemi pressure and other stuff like that but overall i think abigail is decidedly worse it's like those normals that that they nerfed are 
just so much easier to deal with. And, and you know, his jump in normals, that's a big way for him to get in, uh, especially like his jump heavy kick. That thing like reaches almost full screen. And if you botch up like anti-airing that, which is not hard to do, um, he's in there and he's doing 500, 600 damage on him. Plus he's got Oki pressure at that point in time. So all this stuff adds up into like, okay, if you're going to play Abigail, you better be really damn good. And it's a right adjustment. Like we, we grapplers have been too damn good in this game for too long. That's not the history of grapplers. And, and I think it's why so many people have been frustrated with this game because it's like, it, it stops feeling like street fighter when grapplers are just running rampant. Right. Yeah. It, it's in, you know, Abigail's a brawler, grappler, whatever. It's just making their normals, making how they approach stuff more fair. We saw it with birdie. We saw it with Mika. The game's better for this stuff. You don't want characters that just, uh, that I know combo Fiend told this one time in the past. He's like, he compared Zangief and Street Fighter 4 to the the, um, the the rolling boulder in Indiana Jones. And it's like the match starts and the boulder is already freaking chasing you. And it's like, that's not good game design. He's like, so they dialed Zangief back from AE to Ultra. And I think everyone, you know, he was still good. He just wasn't in your face all the freaking time. And, and that's a lesson, unfortunately, Capcom, you know, did not take enough to heart here with Street Fighter V until recent times. And, and so I'm just, I'm really happy to see this. I still think Abigail's going to be good. I just think he that some of his, he's just got to work in the right ways a little more, a little harder. Well, now I want to go to Disneyland and ride Indiana Jones. <laughs> hmm. All right, so that's going to wrap up our biggest losers. John, let's get into the big winners here. Can mm-hmm. I can I kick us off? Can I think I, I know who you're going to kick us off with. And I think yeah. the, the, the thing that he got, the best thing that he got was a kick, but go ahead. Yeah, well, actually, I, I wanted to, to really quickly, if you don't mind, I wanted to talk about Akuma and Rashid first because we, we mentioned before. I'm going out of order here. Can I do this? Can I, can I talk about, can I mess with your order? Go for it. Now I look okay. stupid. <laughs> well, speaking of looking stupid, Rashid. <clears throat> Capcom, what the hell were you doing? Why did you have an opportunity to, you have an opportunity, you addressed Urian, you addressed Kami. I know you've touched this characters before. You didn't freaking touch Rashid. You didn't touch Akuma. You give Akuma buffs. What are you doing? What were you thinking? I don't understand what your logic is here. Like, is there like a, a Akuma Rashid player who's like, you know, is, is, is like the boss or what? what's going on? Why did you leave these characters intact? It makes me very angry. And they're the biggest winners because all the characters, not all the characters, a bunch of characters around them got nerfed. And it's like, why do you keep these characters so strong? We have a huge history of this here why didn't you knock him down a little bit further they're still doing well enough in tournament ah yeah well okay i'm i've heard a lot about rashid and we've seen him popping up in top eights i i don't think akuma is a bad character but both of these guys got hit decently hard in the last patch and it felt like this is probably gonna be substantial and as far as Akuma is concerned, it feels like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's still probably a top 10 character, but I don't feel like he's dominating to the point where, um, I mean, we haven't been talking about how he's got a bunch of issues with his moves and how he's overpowered. It's all been Kami, you know? And so, mm. uh, but I, I have heard a lot about Rashid. And so I think if anyone of these two, Rashid could, could definitely take a, another a nerf or two. Um, and then Akuma, his, his specific changes, like I said earlier, were more to try to just encourage people to play V trigger two and V trigger or V skill two, because they're, I mean, because his V trigger one and V skill one are just so damn good that it's like, you have to really make those other ones stronger to, to make them at all enticing, which is scary that like, if they're successful there, that means that they made better V trigger and better V skill than what he's already got. So I don't know about that. 
Ugh. But uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm going to wait before I get too worried about this and see if they start to become like problems. And like I said, sounds like Rashid already sort of is, is pretty good. But is he too good? I don't know. So I'm not super worried about this, but I do hear what you're saying. And it, and it could be an issue. Yeah, and I, I go back to like with Akuma, it's like uh, a lot of people are still playing him in tournament, even with all the stuff that Ryu got. That's how good Akuma is. And, and that hurts the parity of her game. We've been over this before. I don't want to, you know, belabor that point, but it's like when you don't have good Shoto variety, when you, you know, you're pretty much like defaulted to playing Akuma over all the other Shotos, that's a really bad look for your game. And that's still what's going on right now. And maybe enough time hasn't passed by, as you just said, you know, maybe time will prove us wrong, but like, we have a whole bunch of history of Akuma and Rashid being too good. Like, if you didn't get them hard enough, which we both have said they didn't get them hard enough, like, get them a little more, you know, kind of thing. Like, just a little bit more. There's more opportunity. Hey, we just got this balance patch out of nowhere. You know, maybe it will happen. They got Kami this time. Maybe Rashid and Akuma are next. You know, it's it's nice to see this update, but I, I did have to kick us off there mm -hmm. with those guys because it's just like I, they're so standout to me. Um, but someone who's a standout for all the wrong reasons would be Nash. And hmm. he actually is a winner here, but I don't think he's a big one because I still think he's among the worst characters in the entire game. That's a shame. But maybe, maybe no longer being the hands-down worst, that's actually a big accomplishment because it, it's hard to get a character from the worst overall in the game to actually being, oh, are, are they are they okay? Are they decent? And and Nash's little uh, hopkick now, that wasn't used a lot before. It's the... Um, it's the uh, the jumping sabot. Mm -hmm. It's um it, it's it looks to be you know it's it could be canceled into V trigger one or V trigger two now. Uh, some people are calling it scrubby and other stuff like that. It's like you know that's fine. Um, but I mean you know, maybe Nash needed it. Maybe he needed a little bit of a scrubby move since you know Urine has fifteen of them. Maybe yeah. give Nash one. You know, kind of and thing. it's so, a hop kick. Hop kicks have been pains in the butts uh, traditionally speaking, and they made it better in like every way they possibly could. It's faster. It's farther reaching. It has a better hitbox. It has a smaller hurt box it does 10 more damage and like you said it cancels into both v triggers now it's like this and and we're talking about a game where neutral is a is a really big deal this is just got amazingly better it's like maybe give them two or three of these things not 700 on one move so i am a little bit nervous that I mean, will this one move make or break him? Uh, maybe not, but it could become really frustrating really quickly. And this is not the only buff that they gave him. They gave him a handful because yep. they were well aware that everybody was like, matter of fact, Nash is the worst and he's a joke. And then that's with a game with Dan in it, you know, so yep. Yep. they really they, they really don't want that to be the word on the street. And they've made a really big attempt to make it not so. Yeah, so I'm I'm not huge on, on the changes for Nash. You, you seem more excited about him than, than I do, and uh, you know time will time will tell how good it is. Um, it just for me like when you have a bottom tier character like in and, and Nash is basically considered bottom one by everyone. And I mean, I don't know if Dan is worse than him or not, but it's if when you're having that conversation, that's a terrible thing with a, a, a joke character versus an actual character you expect people to play. Right. Mm -hmm. And Nash has held on in popularity. Like a lot of people still play him despite how crappy he is. Uh, and shout outs to all the players that I run across who still like keep with that. Like that, that takes some skill and some guts to do. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I overall, I was very happy with this. Like I've always liked Nash. Uh, I think he's a really cool like character in the storyline and other stuff. Uh, his gameplay in this game were, you know, a little hit or miss for me. Um, but overall, I don't mind seeing him, you know, better. And I did want to hype it up that I do think he's. He's definitely got more potential now than he than he's had in a lot a long time, uh, but unfortunately, he was just so low on the tier list before. I don't know if it brought him up a lot.
We've seen a lot of characters, like I, I think of Vega in season two, where he gets this like laundry list of updates uh, of buffs, right? And you go, oh, there's no way he's not going to be the best character in the game, like with all of these. And realistically, it just kind of barely moves the needle because they didn't hit the right thing or the right few things. Um, this could be that kind of a case. And Nash is, as we've seen, he's going to need quite a bit to move up a substantial amount. That said, he's better at neutral. He's better at offensive pressure and he has more Oki after his successful hits. It's like, those are some really valuable things, man. Yeah. So yeah. I am interested to see how this, how this plays out. Um, a few other things he's got is his tragedy assault does more. That's when he, uh, it's like a, it's like a striking grab where he, puts his hand on your face and smashes your head into the ground um it does more damage it does more stun and it has 13 more frames of advantage so that's where you're seeing that he you know gets more oki after successful hits because he oftentimes will end uh combos with that move standing light kick is plus three which that's that's great in and of itself but i think the better thing there is that if he gets that as a counter hit he can go into his medium button combos and that's pretty nice mm -hmm. to be for him to be that's able to do deal. um yeah. similar treatment to his crouching medium kick i think it's plus four now but again it's mm -hmm. like it's not so much that, that that's great in and of itself but if he sets you up with a frame trap and he gets you with that move or his standing light kick now that counter hit bonus where he has extra advantage means he can go into really meaty or really beefy combos and so it's like we'll see if those if those setups equate to like some regular counter hit kind of situations that are effective that could shoot nash up the tier list pretty quickly so yeah. i'm intrigued to see they they definitely gave him a fair shot here i'll say that yeah, it's a we, the history shows, and, and you were talking about standing like it. It's just three frame, three frame normal, and it needs to be repeated about that because he hasn't had a three frame normal ever. You know, this mm -hmm. is they just gave it to him, and the fact that they're already looking at buffing it, and as you see on counter hit, it goes into combos. That's a big deal because he's in a defensive mode right at that point, and now he's able to reverse the matchup. Uh, and you know, we we've talked a lot about G on the podcast here about how he would be in a defensive spot, but he'd hit you with his four frame normal, and he'd go into the business as you would like to say. Um, I'm not as worried about that with Nash because he's not that style of character but that is a powerful tool in Street Fighter 5 mm -hmm. when you are on, when you are defensive to be able to interrupt with a jab and then go into your stuff at that point that's a big deal so I see why you're a bit more hyped up about it. I didn't notice it initially when I was going over that but that is a it could be potentially a substantial change and I'm, I'm a little bit more positive about that now mm -hmm. so, and, and, and like all Nash. these things yeah <laughs> <laughs> all of these things you get 10 points for that one for sure uh, all of these kind of of sharpen each other too because if he's getting more oaky he's more uh readily up in your face and he can potentially get these counter hits more often too so they all feed into each other um next up on the list ken uh, my notes from here he's not as dependent on v skill one to do his stuff and that of course is his run that you see like every ken using all the time v skill two is when he does kind of like a rainbow kick similar to like uh i think sean had a similar move in yeah, street fighter three yeah. yeah um and so like he used to need to use that forward moving dash v skill to uh, either continue combos or to make up that space really quickly and and you know for certain setups for certain combos things like that but now um some of his moves either do less pushback or like his heavy dp reaches farther forward um uh, his heavy kick crush counter that knocks you into the air but that keeps you suspended spinning in the air for a little bit longer now so he doesn't need to do that and then go into v skill one he can just do a regular forward dash and then use that dp so what they're what they're clearly trying to do first and foremost is 
not make him so reliant on V skill one, which I think they've done here. Um, but then that also opens up, okay, so there's some different ways to play Ken. And it's weird though, because if he's so centered on that V skill one and you take away from it, then like maybe it's going to make it moot. But honestly, like eh, it's, it's later in the game now. Maybe we want to see more V skill two, V trigger two, Ken, like playing in a different way because it hasn't been all that fun to play against him, especially when he was relatively decent back in the day. And I don't think Ken players have been having a lot of fun themselves the way the character is. So I like this kind of change to maybe kind of put him on a new trajectory. He's still rushed down, but he can do it in slightly different ways now. And I think that's kind of cool. And I'm excited to see where he goes too. Yeah, um, he got a lot of quality of life buffs, which I was actually really happy to see. Uh, and they don't they don't tend to feed into like being too crazy, like a little bit of it, but also it's like it, it's it's kind of like the Street Fighter Five crazy, where it's like I think it's an acceptable level of crazy. Like there's Kin crazy, and then there's Street Fighter Five crazy, different things. But uh, his heavy shuriken, it's got more horizontal range, which is nice. His stand heavy kick will pop someone up into the air uh, to convert off of a little bit easier. Uh, as you were talking about Visco one, his run was kind of the only way to convert off that in a lot of scenarios. Mm -hmm. where, where now it's like it's pretty easy to actually convert off it i think he might even have some kind of cool stuff uh, like maybe some mix-ups or whatever afterwards which is i mean hey if you land a crush counter in neutral like you should get a pretty good reward from it right mm -hmm. uh and you know so basically like it had you had to kind of use visco one to get that and now you don't have to and it's like oh good stuff right mm -hmm. and then um both his crouching medium punch and crouching uh, medium kick which are really good tools for kin and neutral and other stuff they have less pushback on hit which basically means he's less stubby um, so all his combos and stuff are going to work just a little bit better, right? Mm -hmm. And and so uh, this is this is one of the cases why he's a big winner is when Capcom takes your main tools and makes them all better. That's a big thing, you know. So I don't think he's light years better, but he's definitely like if you're a kin player, I think you're quite happy about this. Uh, I don't know if you're ecstatic, but you're like, oh wow, okay, my life is better now. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is is just going to be you know more enjoyable to play him and other stuff. So I, I'm not predicting a dramatic rise up through the tiers, but I do think you're going to see a few more kin people uh, maybe come back to the character or a few more people playing him on the regular because it's like, oh, it's actually worth doing it now. It's, it's more actually worth fun, right? Like yeah. you can now approach Ken more than you could before and rely on footsie pokes uh, with punishing and then you can get something out of those, right? You get that low forward, go into the DP or the... Uh, I guess it was Akuma that got a better Tatsu after low forward and such. But my point is, if he gets those hits, uh, he one, he doesn't have to just rely on V-Skill 1 to convert off of them. So it's not such an integral, important part of his gameplay. You can actually explore other things about him. Um, but even, even beyond that, it's like you can do something worthwhile, and that's fun. And so I like that because I don't, I, I don't want to see Ken become amazingly good because in this game, a lot of his stuff is just like get up in your face and goofy 50-50s and such. I do like that if he can hang out and play like a, a more honest but rewarding neutral game, that's exactly what I want to see. Yeah. Exactly. You, you, you keep the level of crazy he has. Like Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo Kin was perfect. He had his uh, crazy kicks, literally called crazy kicks by the community. And uh, uh, But anyway, he was... He was about a mid-tier character in that game. A lot of people thought Old Kin was a little bit better and stuff. Um, but Capcom actually made some really interesting design choices with him where uh, they made his like light Dragon Punch have less invincibility. Um, and the reason how come they did that was they basically like light Dragon Punch was always the answer almost in every scenario. And they're like, well, let's alter it so that, you know, um, this one has more invincibility in this scenario and this one's kind of for anti-airs and other stuff. It's like he has different strength Dragon Punches. Use the right one for the right scenario. Put mm -hmm. some thought and stuff into it and it's funny how often the archetypes that were established 
30 years ago, they still hold up pretty well to this very day. It's like, yeah, Sagat should be back there chucking plasma. And if he's not able to do that properly, it's probably, that's probably you messed up somewhere along the way. Right. Um, and same thing with Ken. Like Ken is, he does well as a mid-tier character somewhere around there and make him pretty crazy. Like it's Ken. And it's like, if Ken isn't crazy, like if Ken was like this, like really like methodical and like, you know, hang back character, it'd be like, that's not Ken. What the hell? Like you, you, you don't even, you've ruined the essence of the character. Like he has to be crazy. He has to have some weird stuff thrown in there. Um, but you want the proper amount of it. And usually that means making him kind of a mid-ish tier character. And so like, I, I, I like really, really like what Capcom did here and and, you know we give them so much crap about when we don't like their changes I definitely wanted to hype up and say hey this is really good you know I I know a lot of Ken players want to see him back from season one I I don't think it's ever happening you know season one Ken was bonkers and is never coming back Um, at least never should Um, but like it's like hey get if you play Ken this is what you play him for right it's a I don't play Rose and expect to be able to have 50 command grabs and other stuff like that that's you play a character because they they, that's that's their archetype that's how they play And, and Capcom did I think a great job with Ken well, you know what they're trying to make Seth's identity all about as a character is V system because they just gave Seth overhaul with uh, V skills and V trigger two. Now, V trigger two was already pretty damn situational even before season five with the V shift because if you basically and I played Seth for a while, if you had it, you would either have to combo into it for a for a cool like reset and situation, but a lot of it would also be because you'd want to combo into it on block and then put your uh, opponent into a mix up with it but you couldn't do that if they had v reversal because they just knock you down and then be gone season five rolls around and you have another defensive technique that that works really well against this particular um this by the way is the orb which has like the ever-present uh hitbox to it right now you have v shift to get away from it as well and as shen said it's like man it's like it's a completely moot v trigger at this point it's just it's not really a thing anymore and i don't remember the last time i saw seth trying to use this v trigger until now they've changed it to i say they make it more appealing it might be much much better because the way v trigger works now v trigger 2 the orb always explodes it doesn't just disappear and seth doesn't have to do the the input where he he does the animation where it explodes Mm-hmm. He can do that, and if he hits you with that, it pops you up just like it always has. But now, anytime the orb expires, it explodes, and, in, and if you get hit by that type of the explosion, it'll it'll hit you, and it'll you'll stay standing. But it'll it's just like you got hit with like a medium punch or something like that. There's some hits done to it. This means that if you V reversal his uh, V trigger two, then uh, on on block obviously, you will get hit by it, and he can actually stand up and punish you and this is even characters that knock down like ryu so ryu knock down that v still that v trigger will still be there it'll hit him and then it'll explode for a two hit combo in that time seth can stand up and get a full combo you can no longer v reversal at least you can't v reversal the um the 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 strike v reversals now some of the like maneuver movement v reversals i I haven't put those under the microscope yet i'm not sure but this has become a v trigger again not only that uh he's he's got more ways to build v gauge in both of his v skills as v skill 2 now builds i think 20 more gauge than it used to v skill 1 that's got some sexy changes but i'm I'm going pretty fast do you have any comments to make about the stuff so far all right we're going to keep going (laughs) <laughs> v skill one that's his tandem engine where he sucks you in and then if he if it's successful he can steal one of your moves away it's now it builds v gauge just on the suck in part but also 
if he if he pulls you in there, he's plus three, which means he can combo instead of going into the grab where he steals your move. He can now go into his jab and then like jab DP, jab Hecatonkeries, whatever. If he hits you counter hit, he's now plus five and he can go into a medium combo with this move. And this move catches a lot of people just like out there in the neutral. Now it was reduced in its range at the beginning of season five. Thank goodness. So it's not as good as it used to be, but now it's got these added buffs to it. He's going to get to V V trigger faster and he's got more potential routes out of it. And in certain scenarios, like where you would maybe trade that V trigger too, he can maybe use that, that trade to suck you in with a, with a V skill and go into a combo that way. So a lot of new potential with Seth. Oh, and they also made his axe kick when it's in the middle of the combo after the uh, the EX, I don't remember the name of the move, but the kick launcher that he goes up and meets you midair and then goes into the axe kick, that's more consistent now too. Not a huge change to the axe kick, just a little quality of life thing. But Seth got some stuff, and now V-Trigger 2 might be a thing. And if it's a big thing, it might be a problem. Who knows? But um, that's definitely something to be wary of where we didn't have to worry about it hardly at all before. Yeah, I, Seth is one of the more technical characters in the game, and if you're going to give make a character powerful, make them very hard to play. And I I, I played against your Seth a lot, and I know the work and time you put in. That was not an easy character for you to like get wins with. You had mm-hmm. to work pretty hard. Well, and you and we saw in some instances and stuff like that. There were there was a little bit too much of like you know you I know you didn't abuse like the the uh, I axe didn't kick do enough axe kick. Yeah, yeah but that's what you and could they, do that, and you could get way too much mileage out of it. And that's what they nerfed. And it's like, okay, well, this is how you address a character. And if you go too far, you buff him back up. Uh, and I think this character is definitely better for sure, as you're just talking about. I, I think maybe, I really think that they're, they're, the rumors of their demise were greatly exaggerated, right? Um, mm. I had them still around a top 20 spot. Um, and maybe they're into the top 10 or top 15 now. But if they're one of the most technical characters in the game, this is where they should be. You know, this is, if you have a character who's extremely hard to play, there's just too much incentive to go pick, you know, Cami or Bison uh, or Rashid for that matter. And it's just like, yeah, it's like, okay, well, I mean, I could work harder, but why would I? You know, and it's like, well, duh, that's what everyone's going to freaking do. Um, Seth was the ultimate pocket character last year. He, they did need nerfs. And and I'm glad to see, like, the range reduced on this, like on a, the Visco one, right? Like, because mm-hmm. it was just very too often, like, you would be in neutrals trying to play footsie and, like, they would just kind of Visco one either randomly um, are just, you know, in anticipation, it would just pull you in from way too far. Um, it was like Dalsam level, like limb range and stuff. And so having that kind of conversion with what they've given them now would be way too much. Um, but it was too little before, right? Like Seth kind of dropped off the face of the planet. There's a few people playing them, but it, it, it's they're a very stylish character. They're a very good character, I think, to have up at the top of the tier list because, again, whenever you're introducing in like a lot of levels of, of human error and other problems and you're requiring the other person to have a lot of skill to play a character, you need to give the community incentive to play them. Right. Mm-hmm. And and if you don't believe me, like again in Street Fighter Four, <laughs> because there was like a handful of people who could play Gin at a super high level, very hard to play, just not enough reward for doing it. Right. And so he went unplayed by a lot of people. And, and lo and, and behold, he was an Evo winning worthy character. Yes, and it snuck up on a lot of people, Shasian, for doing that, um, and, and you know a number of other people for putting him on the map. Um, but it, it's. Uh, 
you want to see these characters showcase more. And Seth is a c- good character to showcase. Let's have them back up, but it, have them up for the right reasons, not because they're scrubby, abusable, axe kick stuff, but because it's like, oh, this is a really good technical showcase character of what we've done with this game from a design perspective and from a um, just kind of like gameplay perspective. They've got some good tools. Let's mm-hmm. feature them. Right. And so I'm, I'm pretty darn happy about this. Like I, I never had a big problems with Seth to begin with, but it, I'm, I'm glad to see them back up there. So. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure exactly where we've come down on this next character because uh, we're, we're like, all right, it sounds like this is a really good change. Oh, maybe it's not so good of a change. Maybe it's a really good change. And that is Gil. Now, he got two things in particular. The first one, straightforward enough. His EX knees is now a better kind of anti-air where if he's going up and and you're coming down at him, he can kind of use it as an anti-air. Great, whatever. The big thing here is that his retribution now builds critical art meter. And (laughs) I don't know if you know this, but Gil is very dependent on critical art. He uses it a lot (laughs) in his... uh, Definitely breaking some news for me there. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. 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 We play against Dream King a lot, uh, and yes. and sure enough, he uh, he often uses critic or I'm sorry, EX fireballs uh, to paint you with his various uh, well, like his either his fire or his ice, and then if he hits you with the opposite, what do they call it in the patch notes? His anti type, but that yeah, that causes it's, retribution. It's that's retribution, where it pops yeah. you up, and that's where you can get his really long combos that carry you to the corner and and go on forever and such. Well, now it seems that as he's doing these, it's going to build more meter. So Gil's going to naturally have more critical art, although it does seem to be uh, where it's not in mid combo. It's only this, this buff to his meter building only happens if he hits you with retribution, like from the neutral or from not within the middle of a combo, which that's like, I I don't know how often that's early testing that's what it is uh, we're not sure like Dream King only was able to play a handful of matches and get back to us on it so but right now as you're saying um, it has to kind of be uh, a little bit more raw kind of like as you say in the neutral are kind of converting off of that mm-hmm. um, and but it also when that happens you're building one fourth of a bar of, of super gauge so mm-hmm. um, it's it's pretty I thought it was closer uh, to like a third too maybe maybe it is a fourth I don't know but it's it's substantial like he's, substantial. he's getting some meter yeah. and he uses yeah. meter so like He's better at the thing that he's already good at. Now, my main question here is, is that what he needed? Did he need more in this particular category? um, Or would it have been better for him to get something else that would actually work better with his gameplay? Um, And the the metaphor I was kind of using here as we were talking about it was, if you're like the tallest player on a basketball team and you're the center, right? And you're already really good at guarding and such. And and you were able to, they buffed you by, they they made you taller by an inch. And it's like, well, that's going to be something. You're going to be able to, to do a little bit more with that. But would it have been better for you to get better ball handling skills or to be a little bit faster? And that would have really helped you to get done what you need to get done. Because Gil is one of those characters that everyone has like zero faith in, apparently. And uh, he gets talked about a lot as as, as tragically bad and just is not good. And, and, and I know that we don't really agree with that. Um, but this is someone that the community widely did want to see buffed. And this is something, but it's like, are we giving his nuclear bomb slightly more power? And it's like, where it's not going to do him all that much good. That's what I'm kind of worried about here. Yeah. I like this change overall. Um, but I mean, when it comes to low tier characters, uh, we've been over it so much where it's like, 
there's about 50 things you could realistically do to help them, right? And it's just what what paths are you picking? Um, but I really like this for Gil because he has one of the best supers in the game. And he his ability to convert off of it and get like 600 damage off of like just a, a stray hit or two is gigantic. Uh, I was just playing Dream King and, and playing my Rose against him. And I had like, you know, 60% of my health left. And, and like he got me with a random crouching medium punch and then just did this gigantic combo and killed me. And, and Bad game when design. <laughs> and went into super with it and, and so it's like his ability to get that more often now is I think going to be a thing and one of the, I think his biggest buffs here is actually going to be in the perception category because mm. I think he's criminally underrated now again we play against Dream King a lot and I, I play against a lot of gills online like it's shocking for as low tier as, as people make him out to be like I play against him all the time and there's some really good players with him I, I don't think he's anywhere near as bad as, as he is, and I think that these patch notes are going to kind of be an excuse for people to revise their opinion of him a bit because um, I, I don't think he's a bottom five character. I never have. Um, it, it's I, I think he's better than that. It just He he has you know the opposite of what I just talked about with Seth where he's very technical and very hard to play, um, and he's not a great character for putting that amount of time in. But still, if you put that amount of time in, he's still, like I, I think, more of like, you know, uh, in, in the bottom 10, not bottom five, right? Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere around like, you know, the 30-ish range or somewhere around there. Uh, still not great, but um, I, but to go back to your question, I think this is a way of addressing him, and, and it, it, it basically it, it checks the box that you talked about before. It's like, look, if, if Capcom, if you have a decidedly low-tier character, go ahead and give him some buffs to make a difference. Go ahead and make an impact, and then kind of see where it ends up. But if it's not enough, two or three months from now, go further. And, and talking with Dream King about this, he's like, I, I would give this change like a five out of ten, which you know is is pretty solid. Um, it's an early read and stuff on it, and, but he's like, there's potential for quite a bit more here because this might fundamentally change the way he plays in neutral. Yes. And he's a good character in neutral with all of his fireballs and anti airs and other stuff like that. He can do some stuff in neutral that's pretty damn potent. Uh, and if you make that even better, like, and, and then you couple that with his rush down and other stuff, which you you know just we're talking about, like, it, it, some of his rush down damage is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and when Dream King hits you with one of his freaking Dream King combos, screw that. But like, you're you're just sitting there watching it for ten seconds, and you're just watching your health deplete to nothing. Um, and, and unless you're Cami, you can't really avoid a super that well. So. <laughs> Anyway, I, I, I really like this. I, I think that I think a Gil is a clear winner. This this fits all the criteria. Like since Capcom didn't give him enough and you know the major season balance patch, I'm glad to see a change like this. And maybe there's two or three more down the road for him, but it's like this is giving Gil players an incentive to keep looking at the character a little bit more. Maybe it's enough, it's probably not, but it's it's definitely it moves the needle for him if you ask me. Yeah. One of the things that Dream King mentioned was that this might, uh, as you were kind of getting at, change the way people approach him because it might make um, like like dropping the combos in lieu of a, of a reset where he might get, uh, if he hits the reset, it's also into retribution, which is also giving him that, that meter bonus, something like that. So maybe now instead of really long combos, he does half of them and then he drops it and he puts you in a, a sticky situation where you've been painted by the combo and you have to worry about it. And if that happens and if that translates into more effective gameplay, that's the way I see Gil going up from this kind of a change. But there's a couple of big ifs in that in that yeah. process you know so we'll see i'm i'm skeptical of this but uh but you know it's something it's definitely something yeah. so he's an inch taller 
one of the things that, that Dream Team talked about for the Gill fans out there is um, hitting someone, uh, we, we call it painting them with uh, an element, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the ice element freezes your stun gauge. Mm-hmm. So maybe you end a combo with like, you know, an ice painting and then like that next hit is going to build a bunch of meter plus uh, it's going to be a retribution and other stuff. So if you're close to super or you're close to a setup with Gill's meter stuff, since he's so meter dependent, this could be a very efficient way uh, of making the character better. Now, a lot of ifs, a lot of buts, as you just said, but if you are a Gill fan, look at some of the ice setups because drinking usually has a really good read on this stuff um, and there might be some stuff you can really do with them now that you could not before mm-hmm. so, all right that was weird it felt like we so, just had like some weird time jump but uh anyways lucia yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so <laughs> lucia is the last character that i wanted to get to here uh, and and there are she actually has a handful of different notes but there's kind of a general gist of the the significance of her changes here and that is that she doesn't have to choose anymore as much between damage and oki lucia has been kind of mm-hmm. a stubby character now she she has ways to play the neutral game especially with her fireballs and then her runs she can kind of pounce on you but she's not the the farthest reaching character and so when she does get in and she does score that damage which she hits pretty hard. And man, she's got one of those critical arts that it's it's like if she tacks that on to the end of one of her combos, especially a V-trigger one, you're surprised by the damage every time. Um, but So damage really isn't her issue, but she gets her damage and then she often goes right back into neutral. And that's the problem because she can't capitalize. And, and I mean, she did make it into the top eight of the most recent CPT, so that's something. But outside of that, we have not seen much action with Lucia. So what it seems to do, or what Capcom seems to have tried to do with her here is to give her both, once she gets the hit, that damage and some follow-up Oki pressure. And the way they're mm-hmm. achieving on that in a lot of situations is like in, in the the moves that she'll use to end combos, like her DP, she'll fall faster. So now she can get back onto the ground and get up next to you before you've woken up so that she can continue to apply pressure. That, to me, is a little bit scary. Um, you know, characters that stick on you with V shift are not as scary as they used to be. And the neutral is as such where it's like, it's nice to, to, you can hold a lot of characters at bay like you couldn't before. So maybe not the worst thing in the world, but man, I've seen Lucia damage and to see her get Oki after damage like that, that's a little, not a red flag, but a burnt orange flag for me. (laughs) It jumps out to me. Like, I, I mean, I look at someone like Cammy and Rashid and other stuff, and it's like, to be a really good rushdown character, it's kind of what you need in this game. And I, I think Lucia is very proven in terms of, like, she's not the greatest of characters. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pretty happy to see the buffs because I do think she's very interesting. I love her fireball kicks and all that kind of stuff. Um, even though she has that, like, she doesn't typically get a lot of mileage from actually zoning. She's just using them to kind of, like, get in, right? Um, and if you stand at the right ranges against Lucia... It, that makes her fireball game pretty hard mm-hmm. to do. Um, and so I, I do think Lucia is one of the classic characters that that falls apart once you really lab her a lot, but how many people are labbing her a lot, right? Um, and so I think her two ranking and all that kind of stuff has been pretty appropriate. And I think that if you're going to make her a rushdown character, I think that is the kind of stuff she needs. But again, we've also seen how that can go sideways in just a minute. And we've been crying for Cami nerfs now for a while, right? So the last thing we want to do is... is you know, uh, have Lucia take care yeah. of his place is like, a, you know, like that, that's not what we're aiming for. But like, I don't think that's ever going to be too much of an issue because Lucia is actually genuinely, you know, much more difficult to play than Cammy. Um, she her stuff requires some brain power, things of that nature. But your hesitate, your, your, your worries here are, are not 
entirely off base. It's like we've seen how this could go. Yeah. Sideways. So, but but you know, give Lucia a chance. Eh, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. I say here uh, <laughs> on May nineteenth of twenty twenty one before the dark times of Lucia reigning uh, reigning supreme over everyone. Uh, but yeah. So so I think it's a good thing. I think it's good to give characters that haven't had their time in the limelight a little potential for success. And I think that's what they gave Lucia here. And we'll see how things uh, resonate once she's out in the wild if players give her enough of a chance, which they have a reason to now. So good luck. Yeah, I'm really happy about this too. It's a, This is what I want to see Capcom do with the lower tier characters in this game. And I'm really happy to see it for Lucia. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap us up for this week of the Event Hubs podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. And we'll be back with you soon. See you.